everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes, video stores still exist. I don't know how I came up with that intro, but I did, and now I have to say it, and it has to tumble out of my mouth every time I say it, because I don't know where the exact pause is that I should take, but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Of course, the very honorable Tesla's under his little, his little red blanket because he likes to be on the red carpet and of course the fantastic is Frida is perching she's perching she's looking for evildoers and of course guys this is an Amazon series we are about to review and of course all I have to say is Amazon read my lips you can't buy us you can't buy us like you bought MGM no sir no sir and that snickering in the background, of course, the very illustrious but maestro himself. How are you doing, buddy? Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another podcast that mostly talks about movies, but sometimes some cinema-adjacent things like video games and TV shows. And Admiral, I think that was a great intro. You took my advice, you slowed down your words, you put some space in between the words, and you nailed it this time. First try. I'm not even making that up like I do sometimes where it's like the third or fourth take and I'm still like, yeah, great job, first try. No, listeners, that actually was the first take this morning. <clears throat> and he nailed it. Yeah, and we're we're going on. Like, we're doing it. Because <laughs> I could never write it down because I don't know exactly what I say. He, he nailed it. <laughs> it it's great because we've, we've been doing this for long enough that we both have our little intros completely memorized. Um, that yep. being said... I almost, like this morning, kind of practicing in the mirror a little bit like I do to warm up, I almost said, hey everyone, welcome to Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy-ass voice actors play Dungeons and Dragons. We play Dungeons and Dragons! But that's the wrong show. <laughs> oh, see, I always, whenever, because I brush my teeth, you know, every morning, like you should, and and whenever I brush my teeth, I pretend my toothbrush is the mic. And I say my intro, my own intro, over and over again. Yeah. And one time, the Fantastic Frida was like, that's cool and all, but are we going to go outside so I can go pee? <laughs> like, she leaned into the door like, we going? Frida doesn't give a shit what you say, uh, as long as her name is in it, and yep. they're on a walk. Or she's getting pets. Yes. Oh, uh, and the other funny thing is, is that, uh, we were giving the dogs a bath, uh, this past weekend, and we come to the realization that the fantastic Miss Frida looks like, oh, maybe there's some faint Frida flaps? I heard some faint Frida flaps. Um, that so there is, she looks, oh no, not on air. I gotta, I gotta practice that with my toothbrush. <laughs> um, is that, um... She looks like a capybara when she's wet. Yes. Yes. If you if you see a photo of a capybara, the largest rodent in the entire world, and a photo of the Phantasmus Frida wet, they're the exact same picture. This is the Pam meme. That's the exact same picture. So, exact same picture. moving on from the amazing Fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla, and we will talk more about them later. Don't worry. Uh, and if you want to see more of them, you can always go over to our Instagram page where the Admirable Admiral uh, posts lots and will continue, right? 
to post lots of amazing pictures and videos of the mascots of the store. Doing I mean, if you thing. want me, if you want me to put the, if you want me to post the mascots of the store on the actual official Cinema Gems Instagram page, just let me know. Just mail in at cinemagems15 at gmail. A, I've gotten a few messages like, okay. hey, what's up? Why, why can't we see the dogs? So, okay, that's fine. I mean, you can also go on mine at Holland Sci-Fi on my Instagram and check it out. But I can post some more on there. So, um, I hope, I hope you guys did like, um, Charles Grodin's, uh, not eulogy, but a, uh, a collage of photos that I put together and yeah. stumbled words upon while watching a great Muppet caper. Um, that was really, that was, that was a good one. I hope you guys liked that one. But, uh, we also have to mention that we, we, we record on a Wednesday. Yes. Uh, usually unless At there's the time of our some recording type of right now, fiasco are, or unforeseen, the, um, day occurrence. The one year anniversary. Uh, yes. That's, I was leading into that. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that we usually record on a Wednesday. Um, and yesterday was the one year anniversary one year anniversary of when George Floyd was murdered. Yes. Um, and it's when, when a police officer great. kneeled on his neck for almost nine minutes uh, and fucking murdered him. And it seems like, uh, yes. just from the news reports I've seen, it seems like a significant amount of people have not been listening to Cinema Gems and have not been listening to we when we reiterate every episode that black lives still matter. Uh, because it seems like statistically a whole bunch of people have started trusting the police again. Um, yeah, no, that's not how this is going to work. Uh, police are going to continue to be uh, demanded accountability until shit like this, shit like George Floyd, uh, his murder, never happens again. Until the American population, look, all of them, it's great that uh, can rest the officer can that murdered him that is in jail are... now. Oh yeah, that 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 is a comforting thought. Um, yes. Uh, but it is, the it downside is, a, is it's a small victory. The downside is in an otherwise mm-hmm. much bigger problem. Yeah. The downside is that the bill that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris promised about the police reform has not even been put in the House or Senate yet, or I don't believe crafted, um, like they said it would be by the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. At least we have the murder behind bars. That is the, the murderer is behind me. bars, but that that is one corrupt officer out of countless, uh, and, an infinite amount. And the American people, especially people of color, are still rightfully so, absolutely terrified and furious at police for refusing to do their job in a way that actually helps the American people the way they are supposed to. Um, yes. So until that happens, we're going to keep saying it just like we've been saying it every single week. Black lives still matter. We, Black we lives have always not, matter. Our, our level of anger since George Floyd's murder has not gone down. <laughs> we have not forgotten, and we hope you don't no. either. 
That being said, let's get into this Amazon show. Um, okay, so this is going to be Invincible. Uh, I believe it's yes, eight the Amazon series episodes? Invincible. Eight episodes based off of the graphic novel by Robert Kirkman, the same guy who wrote the Walking Dead uh, graphic novel series. And it's already um, signed on for season two and three, respectively. Yes, thank goodness, because this first season was a ride. Now, before we get into the synopses, synopsises, synopsi, synopsi. There you go. Before we get into the gist of what season one is all about, let me give a little bit of background here, because uh, I've actually read more of the Walking Dead graphic novel series than I have actually seen the show. Um. I stopped watching the show at a certain point when it was abundantly clear that they don't give a fuck about the graphic novel anymore. <laughs> and there's nope. so much awesome I stopped watching shit. I stopped there's so watching much awesome when... crazy shit in the graphic novel that just never made it into the show and when it did it was just neutered and watered down and just eh. um this show It was from Concentrate. It wasn't the real deal. Exactly. It it was uh it was that Kraft American singles. It it was made with real cheese, not real cheese. Yep. Not um, real one hundred percent cheese. Fast forward to uh this show based on a graphic novel from I believe the early two thousands. Um and I believe this graphic novel series was being written before the boys. That's important to yes. point out because uh, there's going to be a lot of similarities drawn to this show from The Boys. Especially since we just reviewed that show less than six months ago. That's still very fresh in our minds. Um, Season and it's two. a very relevant show. Yes. Um, this show has... The, the, I fell in love with it from episode one. Because it combines everything I loved about the DC animated universe. The Batman animated series, the Justice League series, all that awesome shit. Young Justice. Uh, with the gruesome cynicism of the boys. Yep. It is an interesting ride that we go on. Um, we're not going to do... Every episode justice, we're going to skim over some scenes and all that. I'm just letting you know so you don't get into, you're like, oh, I want to hear him talk about this scene. So, if you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription and you can't watch uh, this show, or you're thinking about doing a, doing a free trial thing and you're kind of on the fence about it, let us walk you through a little bit of the synopsis, like at least the first few episodes. Um, but be warned... We're going to get a little bit into spoilers because there's some significant shit that happens right out of the gate at the very end of the first episode. And once you spoil it for you, there's really no going back. Yep. Uh, so we're introduced to Mark Grayson and um, his dad, Omni-Man. Well, wait, are we going to talk about Stephen, Stephen Wynn? I, I was about to because I haven't, haven't done any Wynn? voice actors yeah. yet. Stephen Wynn from The Walking Dead. In fact, oh, there's a whole lot of Walking Dead actors in this show. Oh, yeah. Most of them are the first Guardians of the Galaxy that we see in this episode. 
Um, we and meet, you have Sandra O. Oh. Uh, 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 well, hang on. Cassandra O. Oh, I believe is his mom. The mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in this first episode, we meet Stephen Wynn, Mark, um, Omni Man, and we're introduced to the Guardians of the Globe, the current current Guardians of the of the Globe, uh, the Immortal War Woman. Green Ghost, uh, Martian Man, Red Rush, Darkwing, and Aquarius. Aquarius, um, the the Aquaman ripoff. Yeah, the Aquaman ripoff. Uh, I personally yeah. love of this group. I personally love uh, Darkwing, the gadget wielding cape, cape Crusader. Um, See, I like the Immortal. The Immortal's pretty cool too. Um, yeah okay cool um we we see them we see them doing stuff we also see that omni-man is clearly more powerful than all of these um just from what he's doing around the world and he also kind of starts to tell mark so we're not human we're from this planet called viltrum uh and he starts to give mark a condensed version of their backstory and we'll find out more of that later oddly what the walking dead is compared to the actual graphic novels essentially uh i tied it in i, I t- you didn't think i would no that's a very good tie tied that it was in. very well done um when there's not superhero uh, shit oh, wait. going on he's he's a teenager yeah. he's still trying to to cope with being a high school teenager and high school is pretty brutal what about uh what about uh britta this has britta in it yes it does i'm pretty sure britta is adam eve right oh yeah no that's exactly who she is yeah that's that's exactly. britta perry um yeah. i just James. made i made a community joke and you didn't you didn't get it no i i, I did because i had a slight brain fart for a minute but yeah um where sorry i'm going through the cast list right now um so yeah we meet adam eve we meet a bunch of other uh young superheroes and then every everything seems that when you hear about the show and you hear robert kirkman wrote it you expect it to be pretty brutal most of the first episode right up until the end credits isn't really that brutal we've seen worse in young justice it sets up it sets up everything for the rest of the series to be uh brutal uh because we also get one of my favorite random characters that i don't know if you know uh we get um mark picks out his name and decides to go with the color scheme for his uh, outfit and oh, you know yes. who's the tailor? Yes, I do. Who designs his outfit? I know you want to say it. Mark fucking Hamill. Yep. Mark fucking Hamill. Yeah, in case we haven't already mentioned, I know we have, but in case we haven't already mentioned, the voice cast in this uh, show is fucking phenomenal. J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man is fucking perfect. Oh, 1,000%, because I think of it as a hybrid of... Of John Joan Jameson and Kate the Johnson. teacher from Whiplash combined. 
and, and a little bit of Cave Johnson in there to the point that, and I'll I'll send you this link when I find it again. But someone took the uh, Cave Johnson when life gives you lemons. Uh, don't take the lemons, get angry, <laughs> demand to see life's manager. Oh, that whole thing, and put that. Uh, I took the clip of uh, Omni Man in the last episode of this show. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, at in the final moments of this first episode, just when you think they're setting up this first the, this group, this Guardians of the Globe, to be the main heroes of the show. It's snuffed. Nope. It vanishes like a fart in the wind. Thank you, Venom. Um, Omni Man mm, comes no, in. No, actually, and technically, that was a reference to. Slaughters them. Actually, that was a reference to uh, Shawshank Redemption. Thank you very much. Not a turd in the wind, a fart oh. in the wind. Thank you. Anyway, I'm Omni sorry. Man fucking destroys the Guardians of the Globe. And it's brutal. And this is this. Uh, is no, he more like this, decimates. This this is the point decimates. in the show where you gotta decide as a watcher, uh, like because they are, they are setting the tone for the series right here. They're basically telling you like, look, from here on out, gloves are off. This is rated R. This might be worse than rated R. This is brutal. This is as graphically brutal as this kind of thing can possibly be. We're going to be more graphic because you can do that in animation better than you can do that in, in live action. And you also notice that every title screen got more bloodier yep. as the series went on. Yep. I wonder if it's going to stay the same in season two. Uh, that's very likely. So, episode two, Here Goes Nothing. Uh, we meet the... Teen team, excuse me, I almost said Teen Titans. Uh, this meet, guy, Teen Titans. We we meet the Teen Team, uh, who are once everyone finds out that the Guardians are dead, and here here's the one little plot loophole in the show that I don't quite understand, and I, and I've been told that in the graphic novel it's a little bit different, um, but in the show, Omni Man is there after the guardians are all murdered and evidence of him brutally murdering the guardians is literally all over his suit so how they didn't determine right then and there yeah he totally murdered the guardians of the globe let's like detain him i don't know yeah um but he he's basically in a coma for a few weeks meanwhile uh Cecil, who is the head of this, uh, basically a CIA, but specifically in charge of superheroes. Walter Goggins. Walton Goggins. Walter. Um, who's amazing, and I love that he's getting more voiceover work. Uh, summons the team. You can't team. really tell it's him either other way. He's one of the few that you can't tell it's him. Because his voice is so calm in this. Uh, summons the team team, uh, led by... Rudy Connors, robot, uh, voiced by Zachary Quinto, and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, Rexplode, voiced by Jason Mantzoukas, which, I'm not going to lie, at first it was weird hearing his voice in a superhero show like this, but then I got what they were going for with the character. Um, yeah. Duplicate, uh, 
Shrinking Ray. Actually, they don't have Shrinking Ray yet. Never mind. I- ignore the rest of what I was about to say. That was just a uh, yeah. That was this, just this a is team the team team, and then later when they're actually auditioning for the new Guardians, they add some more. Um, and Monster Girl, one of my favorites. We'll get to Monster Girl. She's really really cool. I actually love her as a character. Um, oh, and also this is where they fight the aliens that come through another dimension, but they also are time dilation, so our time is. Cr- Moves it's faster. Really... I think our time yes. moves faster than what they're used to. So they Correct. age so that's why super tanks. quickly. Yeah, their tanks oxidize, and like 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 the Bumaisher said, they age rapidly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we also get um, uh, since Omni Man is in a coma. We get another excellent cameo by Seth Rogen. Yes. Uh, who goes up to the moon uh, and meets with Invincible, and he's like, hey, Alan. Uh, I'm looking. The, it, his name is Alan. He's Alan the alien. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was. I thought it, I, I, thought it was I did not Jurassic know. Jurassic Park 3? Yes. Alan. I was like, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I, was, I was like, Tesla, Alan. is that you saying, Alan? <laughs> um, yeah, and he is, he's like, look, I'm here to destroy Uarth, uh, but he actually lets him know that hey, it's Arth, it's it's Earth. Yeah, there there was a typo. Uh, yes, uh, and then also we get um. A, another occurrence of a, another great reason why I referenced uh, Shawshank Redemption. We get Clancy Brown voiced as Damien Darkblood as yeah. the investigator, which I fucking yeah. love this character so fucking I much. I love this character. It's, it's basically if Hellboy and Batman were fused. Oh, see, I was gonna see. I was gonna say it's if it's as if Mark Miller wanted to write. Hellboy as Batman. That's yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Cause you know Mark Miller's fucking nuts, man. In the best Mark Miller's way. fucking insane. Um. But yeah, I I immediately loved this character, Damian Darkblood. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. He's investigating the murders of the Guardians, and he has a hunch uh, that no one wants to admit. Yep. Because the implications yeah. of it are just holy shit bad. Uh, and then after that, uh, the next episode we, uh, called, um, you who, who you calling ugly? Um, uh, this is where we get the tryouts for the new guardians of the globe. And also we get the, uh, the memorial, the eulogy read by the person who murdered them. Yep. Giving a eulogy to people that he murdered. Yeah, this show um, is just proving more and more how sociopathic uh, Omni-Man is. And it makes me appreciate J.K. Simmons as a voice actor more and more because he delivers these so convincingly to the point that it just makes the character more and more feel like a total sociopath completely oh, yeah. emotionally disconnected from everything yeah 
Oh. Um, and then uh, we get oh, and then we also get uh, Doc Seismic, uh, yeah. whose voice isn't that isn't that uh, isn't that SpongeBob? Uh, I believe I, it's Tom Kenny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's SpongeBob. Um, we get uh, we get him. And him and uh, we haven't mentioned the Mahler twins, by the way, which I feel like is disappointing because they're in, they're one of the first things we see in episode one at the White House. The Mahler oh, yeah. twins, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. I was about to say we got we got we got to mention Kevin Michael Richardson. This the gentleman that's so suave, he's got three first names. Yeah. Um, now I don't remember if it was last episode, but or in a this good episode, way, that we also way. meet a non-superpower character, uh, Amber. Voiced by Zazie Beats. Yes. Uh, ooh. Excellent. Excellent voice casting. A- absolutely excellent. perfect voice casting for this character. Um, another character who, from what I understand, is augmented from the graphic novel. Her, her, from the graphic novel. Her role in this show is boosted times 100 compared to how she was in the graphic novel. And I love it. Because she's, she's not just... She's, she's not just the girlfriend on the side that's like what's going on with my with my boyfriend he's totally not a superhero he's a normal guy where's what's going on with my boyfriend um she influences all of the characters around her including several super powered characters without having any powers of her own you could say that her power is just a superhuman level of empathy because she wants to do everything she can to help her community. But she doesn't have any superpowers like Eve or like Mark. Yeah. And then we also, we forgot to mention Mark's best friend. Um, who, he is voiced who, by, by... the way, um, from episode one, they get this out of the way early, unlike the graphic novel that keeps him in the closet for a while. They say right out of the bat, his his best friend, totally gay. Um, I appreciate them just not burying the lead there. I appreciate not. I appreciate a show that treats an LGBT character not like a token. I appreciate yep. a show that treats an LGBT character like a normal character. They are they they are uh, a crucial piece of the plot that keeps it moving that influences the characters around them in a positive way uh and i appreciate the show for doing that right off the bat and with um and with his uh, his best friend they uh he gets mark gets picked on by the school bully because he is attacking um zazie beats character and uh he basically stands up for her he gets his ass kicked um, and then somehow he still gets her number. <laughs> yeah, this is before he started to realize he had powers. Yeah. Uh, and he decides to go on a quote-unquote study date uh, and actually goes and uh, they decide to make out because Adam Eve, at the end of the episode, wants to go and, like, tell Mark her feelings because... Oh, yeah, she's been cheated on by Rexplode. Because of Duplicate. Yeah, um, Rexplode was with Duplicate, and Duplicate, yeah. and Duplicate, and Duplicate. Yep, and so she goes to, you know, tell her, I don't think, I, I think she likes him, 
I'm pretty sure she does, but she doesn't know how to. Oh, 100%. She doesn't she doesn't know how to make her words come out. She she um, is handling the post breakup, post bitter breakup urge to rebound a lot better than most fully grown adults. Oh yeah. <laughs> she is 1, handling this in a much more emotionally mature way than anyone her age normally would. Yeah. Um, um Again, and a testament then, to how well-written these characters are. Uh, and then also, uh, Dark Blood, while this is all going on, Dark Blood, Damien Dark Blood decides to talk to Debbie. Yeah. And finds out that Nolan doesn't tell her everything. And that... Um, is this where they start to... Uh, oh... And then also, this is where Robot uh, decides to get some DNA from Rexplode uh, for some yes. reason. For some reason, we don't expect we don't we don't specify I think why. All, all we see is him getting the DNA from Rexplode, and we see the twins uh, basically being bounced out of prison. We don't yet yes. know what the connection is there, but there is something implied for now. Uh, and, uh, I think with that, we're and the next episode is episode uh, Neil, Arm four, right? Neil Armstrong. Eat your heart out. Um, this is where he goes to Mars, correct? I believe. Admiral. Yes. It's where he goes to Mars. Uh, and while this is all happening, I believe um, isn't uh, Dark Blood still trying to find out what's going on? And then. Uh, I believe, is it uh, Debbie? There we go. I'm back. It's, it's Sorry Debbie. Sorry listeners. Slight technical difficulty there. It's, it's okay. And Debbie decides to say, I'm going to do some more investigating and find out what's wrong with my husband, who I'm supposed to be spending time with um, and supposed to love me. What's going on? Uh, so she sends him on like errands to go get food and it takes him about 25 to 35 minutes to do them all because he needs to go to, i think to venice to italy yeah. and to like other places yeah to go grab things yeah um and she finds out where she finds she finds she sees it and she brings it to mark hamill's character um and the next episode we'll find out that he's the one that murdered the guardians of the globe um yeah well, we already know, uh, and then other characters in the show are starting to find yeah. out. Correct. Uh, and then he goes to Mars and he tells Zazie Beetz's character, hey, I'm going to go to far away. Here's a rock. It's a Martian rock. Later on, we find out it's a Martian rock. Uh, and then we also find out that the Martian, there are Martians on Mars. Um, and they don't like humans that much because we can be well adapted to a virus that's on their planet? Yes, there is a parasitic virus that essentially is uh, a face hugger and also a hive mind kind of alien thing. Yep. It, it face hugs, it latches on to some kind of intelligent species, hijacks their brain, and uses it as a hive mind to connect to all the rest. And once it connects to one... 
it, that's it. That's game over. That's like, holy shit, this thing is dangerous. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Mark helps them get out of there. Uh, but on the way out, they uh, they realize there's another one of these things attached to... Well, actually, Mark doesn't realize, uh, but we as an audience realized that there is another one of these facehuggers attached to one of the astronauts before they leave Mars. But I oh, thought he shit. was left on Mars. I don't think he is. I think they take him... I think he goes with them, right? Uh, I thought at the end of the series he was showing leading the Martians or defeating the Martians. Oh, he might be. Okay. They might have left him on Mars. That's going to be some... That's going to be complicated later. Uh... Uh, and then I think at this now, point, for context, Dark Blood. For, for context, that's essentially where the series left off for a few weeks. I saw that and uh, thought, oh yep. shit, is that the end of season one? Fuck. Uh, and then also, and this one, isn't this episode where Dark Blood is uh, basically exercised? Exercised to yeah. hell? Yeah. Uh, Cecil yeah. and them basically are just like, hey, you're getting way too close to making Omni-Man, the most powerful person in the universe, uh, explode on us. Uh, we gotta get rid of you before you make him rage. <laughs> we also know he's the killer. We just need to buy us some time to figure out how we can stop him. Yeah. <laughs> um... So they exercise Damien Darkblood, R.I.P., I, P, I guess. And then uh, That Actually Hurt is the next episode. Yes, and I love this episode. Oh, Is man. this your episode? This, Everybody has an it, episode. It's one of them because do you, do you okay. know one of the guessing, uh, do you own one of the um, guest voice actors in this? Marshall Ali? That's one of them, for sure. Uh, I want you to think of the big lion dude. Oh, him, I I don't... That's Warp. I, that's that Michael is, Dorn. Okay, okay. Yeah. that's who I thought it was? That's Michael Dorn. Because my brain was like... that. There, there's that's, a small handful of actors who, if I hear their voice in an animated thing, I get really hyped up. Because Michael Dorn doesn't do that much, surprisingly, even though his voice... It would be perfect for it. He doesn't do that much voice acting in animated stuff. I think the last time I heard his voice in an animated thing like this was, and this is a bit of a throwback, y'all remember Magus XLR? Yes. God, I loved yes. that show on Cartoon Network. He was he was uh, one of the main villains on that show, and he was fucking awesome as it. But yeah, here, he's a giant, big, overpowered lion dude who absolutely just destroys everyone. Just fucking annihilates the new Guardians. Um, it's brutal. Wow. Uh, and what, 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 what weapon is he using? He's, he's not using a mace, but he's using like an axe. It's like a gravity hammer thing. Yeah, and it basically... It reminded me of the brute gravity hammer from the Halo games. He he basically bifurcates Mark's rib cage. Yeah, like yeah. destroys it. Yeah, destroys Mark. At one point, cage. I was like, um, "I know we earlier we had mentioned that we both are really really fascinated by Monster Girl, mm -hmm. um, who 
it, wow, what a fascinating character concept. The idea of someone who can, someone who's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing and they can control it. Anytime she pops into her monster form, it takes years off of her human form. So even though she's about 20, 25 years old, really. She looks like she's 13. Yep. I, I love this character. I love her connection with Robot. I, I, yeah, I love everything about this character. So one of the hardest moments for the show for me was watching her get fucking brutalized by Michael Dorn's big fucking lion guy. Uh, and then at this point they are discovered that, um, that Mark's blood is invulnerable to every lethal test they run. Yeah. Uh, so they realize that he is more Zoltramite than... Than human. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the next episode is... You look kind of dead. Um, it's just a week that went by, um, and he was told... Which, by the way, it's great that he's a Viltrumite because he healed pretty damn fucking quickly. Yeah, pretty no, he, he heals damn pretty quick. quickly from some pretty brutal shit in this show. Yeah. And I love that uh, uh, Adam Eve was like, Oh, I told your girlfriend that you got hit by a bus. A bus did that to him? I'd hate to see the bus. Shit. Uh, so um, in the next episode, they're uh, doing a campus visit to Upstate see, University. See, this is my favorite episode. It's a pretty good. This one. is my episode because we get Justin Roiland as a as a frat bro. Yep. We get Justin Roiland as a frat bro. Go go off. Go for it. Oh my God! It's fucking Morty in college. It's literally Morty, just like, oh hey guys, hey what's up? Oh. My grandpa gave me all this weird, cool stuff, and I'm going to go ahead and make things of it. Oh, it's me. It's Justin Roiland. You know this voice. It's fucking Justin Roiland. Cinemaniacs, let us know what you think of the Admiral's uh, Morty voice. I didn't... What? I didn't know that... Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. I didn't know. I didn't... didn't, That wasn't meant to be... (laughs) His voice, that was, you said let it go. So I just ramped up whatever voice I was doing to an 11 and just went off with it. Sorry. No, it was good. Oh, it, was a good it was at least a solid oh, effort. Geez. I enjoyed it. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, jeez, Rick. I enjoyed that character so much. And I was, I was glad that he got his just desserts. But it was fucking brutal the way he looked at himself and fucking killed his characters. Yeah. Like, he literally killed himself. Uh, um, because apparently Ezra Miller uh, is the yeah, voice of D.A. Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, takes, uh, kidnaps people and turns them into, um, uh, not, robots, I wouldn't say basically. robot. He's, he's trying to turn them into... Cyborgs? Zombie cyborgs. An um, AI that he can control? Yes. He's trying to create a zombie-modified army of super soldiers. Uh, and... And we'll find out well, later why. Yeah, Mark is like, hey, Amber, I want you to come with me to Upstate to go do college. And he's literally trying to, you know, 
recon like reconnect with her and let her know that he feels horrible for this blah blah that and he just from what she sees he just leaves in the middle of the cyborg attack like he just he he dips not knowing i mean i think at this point she knew he just wanted she wanted we, him we to will, tell we, we'll talk about that in not that's not this episode but the next episode and he's like hey um you know where'd you go blah blah so she pissed off and she walks away and so then they decide to go she decides to go to a a uh, a party and mark and his best friend um yes his best friend's name yep. is rick right yes or is it william or is it rick it's, it's william, rick or william i think william. okay so he goes with William to go see William's crush, Rick. There you um, go. And Rick gets kidnapped. Um, it is William Clockwell, and I'm just realizing that he's voiced by Andrew Rannells from uh, um, um, Book of Mormon. Yeah. I didn't know that, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Um, and he's like, and he gets kidnapped. Uh, so Mark trying to do his own thing, like save his own relationship, doesn't give a shit about, uh, Williams and, uh, Ricks. And he's like, uh, I know he's been kidnapped, all of this. I'll help you out when you can, but you go do what you got to do, you know, so, sort of thing. And he's like, okay, well, look, uh, we're going to go ahead and his phone gets smashed, uh, in the sewer. Um, so nobody can call him. And then, uh, they have a nice fight in the sewer, uh, with D.A. Sinclair. Uh, I wouldn't call and it a nice basically, fight, but okay. Well, no, it's a, it's a nice fight <laughs> a very because... very polite fight in the sewers. <laughs> because William, William's the one that breaks, William, William's the one that breaks Rick. I don't care what you say. William is the oh, one that breaks Rick. Hundred percent. William. So that's why it's a that's why it's a pretty that's why it's a nice fight because he gets his ass handed to. Him. I, I I don't know. Up till then, William. <laughs> go on. William go on. basically on. is like, look, Rick. We made love in the boathouse last summer, and I fucking love you. And and Rick's just like, his brain connects, and he's like, no. Must not kill William! Uh, and then basically turns on his creator. Yeah. Yeah, starts uh, tearing apart the rest of the zombie things. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty great. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also, I, I think at this point, they... Do, don't the Maulers exhume... Invincible's corpse, or Immortal's corpse, not Invincible. Immortal's uh, corpse Mollers. at this point. Uh, the uh, Immortals, yeah, 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 yeah. They do. Yeah. And this this is all while uh, another crucial plot point that I've been neglecting to talk about. Um, remember earlier when we mentioned that robot took a little bit of uh, uh, Rexplode's DNA? Yeah. So it turns out that he's been working with the Mahler twins, basically funding their escape from prison, funding. Uh, all the, them building all this new equipment because he wants them to do what they've been doing with each other, creating a clone, 
uh, but with himself. Because Robot is actually this guy, Rudy, um, who was born with extreme intellect but severe body deformities. And yes. to the point where oxygen is poison to his lungs. Um, he mm-hmm. can't fucking breathe without some kind of exosuit. And his living existence has been constant torture. Which is why he relates so much to Monster Girl. And why I love this relationship between these two so much. Oh. Yep. Uh, and, so and then... Strong arms oh. the, uh, the Mauler twins into uh, making him a new clone out of Rexplode's body, basically. Rexplode's yep. DNA. Yep. Uh, and they start to do that uh, while the while the next episode is is uh, We Need to Talk, yes. I believe. Um, and this one, uh, basically, I believe at this point... Uh, at, at this point, he has a conversation with Amber, um, where Amber basically tells him, oh, I know you've been a superhero this whole time. Like, yep. he goes to have this conversation with Amber that's like, look, I need to come clean. I've been a superhero this whole time. And she's like, I know. I'm not stupid. Which, mm, I I, I want to say, before this point, we see her working with Eve. We see her. We see Amber doing lots of awesome, awesome things with these characters and influencing them in positive ways. And while yes, it makes sense that through these connections, she would have already know she would have already known that Eve was a superhero, that Mark was a superhero. It doesn't make sense, at least to me. I, I need someone to explain this to me. It doesn't make sense to me that. She, knowing that Mark was a superhero this whole time, would still be angry at him for jumping into action and helping where he can. Like, if she you know why, I, I this is just it's a confusing plot point to me. You, it's you know why makes this character almost unlikable. You know why, why, because. She is a woman, and she is always right. And all she wants to hear him say is that this is my responsibility I have to deal with. I want you to come on me with this life's journey. This is this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I am. Can you be my partner? That's all she wants. She wants communication. She wants guidance. She also wants reassurance that he is a good person. Was it executed that way? Not 100%, but I can see where they were going. Okay. If that makes that. sense. I, I can buy that, that take on it. If that makes sense, I can see where they wanted to go, and then they were like, oh, well, we really want him to end up with Adam. Time, so they had to yeah. rush it a little bit. Yeah, we really want him to be with Adam Eve, so we'll just make this person not likable. I, I don't, I don't <clears> know. It feels, it, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth that they suddenly take this character who has been, up to this point, a really good and patient and kind person and, and influencing all these characters in positive ways and suddenly just make her out to be a total bitch. I'm just like, wait, why? No. This is, I, I don't know. You, you took a character that could have been really cool and kind of ruined her a little bit. 
and then we also get a uh, we get a we. This is where Omni Man starts to snap, tear apart at the seams. Yeah, or snaps. Uh, he basically finds out that the uh, GDA is um, <clears throat> on his house. Yes, and Donald Ferguson, uh, who is a great character from Silicon Valley, uh, which I don't know if you've watched Silicon Valley. I have not. Okay, so the main guy who wants to, who funds Pied Piper is voiced by Donald Ferguson. Okay. And the voice does not match his actual face. Like, at all. Okay. At all. Like, I want you to, to, while I'm talking about this episode, look him up and go, oh, shit. Like, that does not match his face. Um, and also, they, while this is going on, uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, Robot setting up the Rudy clone, and he basically puts all his memory. He's a copy of his actual real-life body, um, and he's put a copy of in a child-sized version of Rudy. Um, and he gives the uh, the 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 Maulers their uh, payment, which is, I guess, a I, I guess some sort of necklace thing that works compared to um like if it, it's really it's really weird it makes more sense later in the episode when we get to it um so yes i'm looking up donald ferguson voiced by chris i'm not going to be able to pronounce this name diamantopoulos yeah question mark <laughs> yeah and he uh, also plays Mo right, in the, the Three Stooges the, the movie. The face does not match the voice. Yeah, and also he's the voice of Mo. He's a voice. He's a voice. He is Mo in the Three Stooges movie. If you watched it, the 2012 one, which isn't as bad as some people say it is, except the Jersey I, I Shore part. Very really purposely bad. did not watch that movie. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna review it soon. So no, 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 no. Tenth anniversary. No. Tenth anniversary is next year. You you can't keep telling me we're never gonna do the last Airbender and then pop other equally terrible movies like this on me. No, 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 no. If you want to do Avatar: The Last Airbender, that's fine. I think at some point it would be really fun for both of us to get really drunk and just roast that. As long. As as long as we never do Avatar, the one with the blue people. Oh, of course. As, Not okay. until the sequels right. finally come out. No, 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 no. We are not doing Avatar. Have, have All right, hold on, listeners. I have a that. phone call coming in. I have a phone call coming in, listeners. Hold on one second. And so I understand that this character that we talked about last time um i'm sorry guys that was a customer that wanted to know what special month we were doing for july coming up because you know we do five weeks is a special month um and he's very adamant about finding out so i had to give the phone to butt maestro and then he wanted to talk to the owner so i had to give it to the honorable tesla the honorable tesla doesn't speak english so i had to translate for him and come to find out, do you want to tell him about my show we're doing for July? Or do you want to hold off? Uh, I, I think it's enough for now to tell our listeners that we have something special cooking up in July that's going to be interesting. Uh, and
And unlike that's, last that's year just... where we did uh, an entire month dedicated to a specific actor, um, instead this time we're doing an entire month dedicated to, I'm going to say, films that didn't perform so well. Yeah? Do, do you think they that's, had ED. that's vague enough? They had ED. <laughs> It's a good thing. I can't. It's a good thing we don't get monetized for this show because so much of what we yeah. say would get us demonetized. Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. Anyway, uh, did not stand about, up. Uh, we need to talk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but yeah, sorry guys that we wanted to get that. We wanted to, that caller was a, was very irate, so we had to we had to deal with him. But it's okay. It's over All with. Good. We're fine now. All good. So All now good. back to. Um, Invincible, episode seven. We need. And he's to talk. also, and he's also, go. Uh, Mark goes to tell Adam Eve, like, hey, this is what's happening in my life. While his dad is basically trying to find him, to tell him what is going on, while fighting a kaiju. Yeah. So Cecil is literally throwing everything he's fucking got at Omni Man, a kaiju. Uh, fucking fighter jets, uh, the D.A. Sinclair's zombie thing, robot zombie things, just everything he's got, he's throwing it out. Oh, you forgot the most expensive nosebleed ever. Oh, yeah, the Mega Ray. I don't know if yeah. that's really what it's called, um, but I'm calling it a Mega Ray. Yeah. Um, and then also, Immortals back, but then gets re-killed by... Destroyed. Omni Man? Yeah. Destroyed all over yeah. again by Omni Man. Uh, while basically Omni Man, aka Nolan, tells his son the real thing that happens on Viltrum. Well, that that's when we go to episode eight. Is that the oh, okay. Yeah. Well, e- I... Episode eight, where I really come from. This is where oh. uh Nolan. Um, oh well, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That one. That one's fine. But also, in the first episode, uh, in the last episode, we need to talk. Isn't that also the one where he basically tells his own son that he thought of his mother as a pet? Yes. Or is so that this for next? this entire yeah. conversation where Nolan is uh, expo dumping to Mark? So remember when I told you got you that we're Viltrumites and Viltrum is a like peaceful planet that uh, helps out other planets. That's only partly true. We're really a alpha race uh, where like only the strongest survive, and we wanted to pass that mentality to other races. We wanted to, in our own kind of benevolent way, help in big air quotes other races. By conquering them from the inside. And when he came to Earth, he and he's saying this while on the radio, while Cecil and all of them are fucking watching and listening to them from this control room. Oh yeah, I saw your mother as a pet. It's it's hard, it's gut wrenching. It's infuriating. Yep. It's oh god. It's emotionally brutal. Like that's, it's brutal. That's what this yeah. show does so well. Isn't just literally brutal. It's emotionally brutal as well. Is this character is a total fucking sociopath. He sees humans as lesser than. 
and he sees him and his son as a literally superior race who is destined to conquer the entire galaxy and he's like no we we got to do this yep um and then uh omni man also uh doesn't he kill the helicopter or destroy a helicopter that's recording all this i believe um yes yes uh the, the part that or, no, got... i don't think he destroys it no he doesn't destroy the copter he, they like you said they just they film him expo dumping all this now we'll get on to where I really come from. That's the episode you are really excited to talk about, so I'm going to let you take the uh, take the reins on this one. So I'm handing you over the reins. Are you ready? One. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to throw them your reins. Okay. One. Go. Two. Three. Go. I mean, I don't, know what you to, I don't know what you want me to say about this episode that we haven't already. They have this really hard talk, and then it just brutalizing Mark, just trying to get the point across. We are superior, and if you're not with me, you're against me. And I'm going to fucking destroy you. Uh, and then I'm going to take over this planet. And all the people you care about are going to fucking die. And in the process, they go, they just fucking steamroll through Chicago. Kill countless people. Um, you mean how Mark is basically the... A human the, pinball? Uh, or a, yeah, a see, I was going to say... Uh, kind of a, a a cow tipper, basically, just to the subway itself, the train, the tram system, that just basically just he's has so much blood on him because Omni Man doesn't care. Omni Man is like, I don't care about these people. I don't care about anybody. I care about you, and I care about you wanting to follow me. And if you don't then I don't give a shit. I'll find a new one. I'll create a new one. I'll start over if that's what you really want me to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Almont Kringle uh, really, really thought the train scene was brutal. Very brutal. Um, and he said he didn't know that. He didn't know that they could film that or replicate that. But it's pretty brutal that it's on screen and it's scary how... Yeah well it's done yeah yeah it's it's intense and look uh, to our listeners to our cinemaniacs listening to this right now the whole reason we're going through this review is just in case you might be a little bit squeamish and might not want to put yourself through the brutality that is this show um you know we want you to be able to hold a conversation with your uber nerdy friends who are going i'm actually and we want you to be able to go, I'm actually right back at them. Um, wow. Why does that sound like a conversation me, you, and Dr. Almond Kringle have every daily. day? Daily. Uh, fucking yeah. daily. Um, so, yeah. Uh, at the the peak of this fight where Omni-Man is just destroying uh, Mark, and he goes, what are you going to have left? What What's the point? What are you going to have left? I'm going to have you dad and Omni-Man in tears just out of the atmosphere and across the universe just he nopes out of there so hard and Mark is 
out of commission for several months. He looks like he's in a coma. He's recovering. The world is trying to recover from this absolute fucking disaster. Um, mm-hmm. Listeners, I apologize for any kind of banging sounds you hear in the background. Once again, my apartment complex is doing some kind of heavy construction next door while I'm recording. I don't know how they seem to line up every single time, but here we are. Um, after he gets out of the hospital, after he, he, he um, gets a distress call that there's an alien entering the atmosphere around the moon. He goes up to the moon and finds... Uh, um, what's his Alan. name? Alan! Thank you. Alan! Alan, Seth Rogen. Alan. Alan. I got to, I got to Jurassic Park 3 you. Thank you. Uh, he, he talks to Alan again, who's like, so there's a Viltramite on your planet. I don't know if you knew that. And he's like, let's sit down. We, we gotta talk about this. And I'm assuming he tells him everything that just happened over the last season of the show. That, like, he is half Viltramite, but he was born and raised on Earth, so he cares more about humans than he does Viltramites. Um... And his dad, full Viltramite, tried to fucking trick him into taking over the planet with him, and he noped off to the edge of the galaxy. Um, and he's like, this has never happened before. A Viltramite usually never has never left a planet that they're scheduled to do this. This is big news. With the implication like, being that, like, he's going to be back with a vengeance. Yeah. Probably with an army of unstoppable Viltramites. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Interesting? Interesting? Interesting. You mean what I know. Words are hard. Yeah. Um, so, guys, that has been our quote-unquote review of the first season of Invincible. On Amazon. So, we have a rating system here. Yes. We have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. Full gym, amazing movie. Half gym, an alright movie. No gym, a horrible movie. Uh, yes, a pro- is it Amazon Prime Original? Yes, Amazon Prime Original. Yep. Um, as you said. But Maestro, what do you give Invincible, the Amazon Prime Original series? Full gem, amazing. Full gem, half gem, or no gem? Go. Uh, easy. Full gem right off the bat. I love this season. I think they did everything right. I think they hit that perfect middle ground between being loyal to the comics but also its own thing and doing things within this format that you can't necessarily do in the graphic novel format yep i loved it i think the voice acting across the board was phenomenal and i can't wait for more what about you uh i give it a i give it a full gym as well uh not because amazon is paying for us to say this not at all uh we no oh yeah Listen, amazon case, has not bought you're us. wondering we don't get paid to do this show, at least not yet. No. Um, Amazon, yeah. if you want to pay us to, to review your Amazon Prime show. Too bad! I, I'm down. Too bad. I don't know about the Admiral. Too bad. I'm willing nope. to sell it. I don't want, I don't want a, a Lex Luthor himself to pay me to review his content. No. 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 So... Making millions off of people who basically puts their people to work uh, for oh, quote unquote fifteen dollars an hour in, in sweatshop conditions. And yeah, <laughs> yes, while over a global pandemic. Besides the point, 
No. Anyway. I'm good. Anyway. Um, so, uh, we have a little bit of time. Like two minutes. Okay, what you got? Two minutes. We got two minutes. Corn. Quarantine watch list. Go. What you've been doing. I, I'm going to defer to you on this one because I had nothing prepared. Go. <laughs> oh. I've actually been playing. Uh, I like how you, I threw the reins at you and you're like, oh, I can't do it. And you threw the reins back at me and I was like, I got I'm, this. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the time right now and I'm thinking, okay, we're not going to need a quarantine watch list this week. Oh, he wants to do a quarantine I, watch list. Uh, fuck. I can't think of anything. I have been replaying because I found my old 3DS and all I needed was a charger, so I bought one. Uh, and I also bought uh, Orcarina of Time for the 3DS. So I've been playing Orcarina of Time on the 3DS uh, for the past week, I believe. Okay. And it is a game that I'm glad I'm finally going back to and playing. Uh, but yeah. That's interesting. I'll keep you all my updates as I'm going through it. Yeah. Also, almost done with Treasure Island. Um, rereading that one. That's another oh, the, good the one. The best adaptation. Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what the best adaptation of that book is? The Muppet one, obviously. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. No joke. Well, not not joking at all. Because we're Muppet fans. Legit. It is the best. For for me, adaptation. for me, it's a tie between that and Treasure Planet. I love them both equally for completely different reasons. Treasure Planet's great if it would have went a little bit darker. If it would have went a little bit darker and actually was like right. not the gray area of I, like... I think so much of oh. that has to do with studio interference. But look, we'll get there one day because I think that's on the list yeah. of things to review at some point. Oh, of course. There's this long, expansive list that we're just like, add it to the list! Yep. Add it to the list. Um, but yeah, uh, guys... Um, we are here for you guys. You know, this is we use this podcast as therapy every week to talk about our feelings and frustrations, and we know you guys are as well. Uh, Patron told me something yesterday that I don't one hundred percent believe. She told me that literally fifty percent of Americans, fifty uh, percent of 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 American adults have been vaccinated. I don't think that's one hundred percent true. Um, I know that some people are probably a little bit nervous, just like me, about other people walking around without face masks. I still wear masks unless I 100% know that the people that I hang around with, are all who are my friends that I, who are my friends that I know, like you said, but my show, that are fully vaccinated. Yeah. That is the only way I will hang around them. Right. Is that. Um. I want our listeners to, to know and be aware of something that I don't think is being touched on at all in the main media. Uh, an angle of all of this, a, a pocket of our population who I think is being neglected and not talked about, and that is uh, people who literally cannot get vaccinated. People who want to, but who, for whatever reason, whether it's an allergy, it's, it's a blood thing, it's... There are several reasons, legitimate medical reasons, not, you know, my doctor said I don't have to wear a mask. Sorry, ma'am, that's not a real doctor. No, we, we know several people, and, and the media is not talking about this in general, but there are, there's a good portion of the American population who 
cannot get vaccinated for whatever reason. And they are relying on the rest of the population to do the right thing and get vaccinated. They are relying on that herd immunity because that is the only way that they are 100% safe from this thing. So it really yep. is important, not just for yourself, not just for your family, but for your friends who, even if they haven't already told you, who, you know, they can't get the vaccine. It's, it's really important, especially to them. We, we got to do the right thing. And the main reason why I got the vaccine is so my friends can feel safe, can have a normal life. No, can have a normal yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't, I, I, you can ask Patron, and I'm pretty sure Brooke, Brooke my show can attest to this. I can take care of myself. I want to take care of other people. Yeah. So that's why I try and do things to better my friends or the people around. Absolutely. So that's why I got the vaccine is for my friends and my coworkers and my family and my neighbors and everything that everybody in general so that they can have a normal life. Look, I did my duty guys. Uh, please just continue to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you haven't already been vaccinated, please do it. If, if you can get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. So we're hopefully one step closer to herd immunity. So we can have some kind of semblance of big air quotes, normality, again normality has been restored that's what i want that's what i want said when the pandemic is over when the global pandemic because people think the pandemic's over it's no, not over not even it is close. still happening not even it close. is still happening there there's so much premature celebration going on that we are legally not allowed to get into because of who we actually work for i really 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 want Normality has been restored. Just straight out. Take the sound bite from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. We're, we're from Eddie the Shipboard Computer. <laughs> Normality. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but also, guys, we just want to say that uh, Black Lives Always Matter. Also, guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cinemagems underscore pod on the Twitter. Cinemagems pod for the Instagram. My Instagram and Twitter are the same because I'm cool. Holland Sci-Fi. The gentleman sitting next to me virtually is cool as well, but not as cool as me to have the same handle. Thank you. Would you... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Robear MMX and the Robear 2010 on Instagram and Twitter, respectively. Uh, and you can follow, of course, the official Cinema Gems Twitter page, Cinema Gems underscore pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Where we regularly uh, post the episodes as soon as they are uploaded to lowrainpictures.com, which I will contend is still the best place, at least for now, the best place to listen to the podcast. Low L O W yes. Rain R A I N Pictures.com. Uh, did you happen to listen to last week's episode yet? I have not yet. Okay. I want to. Uh, I wanted to. Because I really I want to hear I want you and hear... Patron talk about one of my favorite movies. And also, you you made a cameo. I know you made a cameo. That's not why I listen. And to of the course, episodes. and the honorable Tesla also makes a cameo as well. Uh, but that's besides the point, guys. We're running over. We're over time. But we mainly do this show for you guys, for the fans. Please email us. Let us know what you want to hear. What you want 
to have us review what you want the show to be, please let us know. All right, guys, that's all we got to say. So black lives always matter. And also, oh, wait, before we go any further, thank you, Marty the Eric Zerber, for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. And also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Guys, as always, we'll see you next Friday. And also, guys, wipe your hubs and see you later. And also, black lives always matter. Always. Love all Bye, guys. Peace.